Today's podcast has been brought to you by Green Shoe Studio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Somewhat Skeptical, where we explore the odd, the obscure, and the unexplainable. My name is Elizabeth. Today we have a special guest with us. He is a um, unofficial expert on the deep web and the dark net. We're going to refer to him as Tim. Uh, due to the content that we're talking about today, he wanted to remain somewhat anonymous. Um, now, little background on you. Are you a conspiracy theorist at all? Not, uh, not really. I don't. Uh, I believe that there there could be conspiracies out there. Um, I don't actively seek out the truth for any conspiracies. Um, I don't think that all conspiracies are nefarious. I think that the truth could be a dangerous thing in the wrong hands. That you know, if if all government secrets were just exposed, I, I honestly think that that terrible things would happen. I think sometimes I it's a good that. thing. Sometimes it's a good yeah. thing to keep secrets. <laughs> sometimes it is better to be kept in the dark. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Something we're not really used to on Somewhat Skeptical is having somebody that isn't a extreme conspiracy theorist. So that's kind of a cool change of pace, I think. All right. So why don't you give us a brief description on um, the deep web and the dark net and the difference between the two? Uh, the deep web is uh, simply anything that can't be found by Google. It's your banking information, your Netflix account you know, uh, your magazine subscriptions, anything you have to log into, your, your Gmail account. Um, the deep web is roughly 96% of the internet. Um, it's So, and the other 4% would be? The surface web. Okay, like uh, search the, engines that we use. Anything that you can type into a URL, anything that you can search for and find just on the regular internet. Um, it's just 4%? 4%. It's roughly wow. 5,000 times the size of the surface web. And to, wow. put, to put that in perspective for people, uh, your bank account, when you go to your website, that site that you go to, that's the surface web. The 500,000 to a million accounts that people can log into, that's a part of the deep web. So could you access that information, login information from the deep web? The, the like you can information find behind the encryption is the deep web, the information okay. that's behind it. It's anything that's password protected, anything that's encrypted okay. from a website is classified as the deep web. Okay. So do you know where that originated? Uh, well, that originated with encryption on the internet in general. Now, if you're talking about the dark net, that would be anything that can be found through a Tor browser. Uh, Tor browser stands for the onion router uh, because there's many layers of encryption that are uh, attached to it. It anonymizes IP addresses, and Tor browsers were actually invented by the, the government. You can freely find that information on the internet. They're, they're not denying it. They literally, in the 90s, they created, from the Defense Department and the Naval Research Lab, they created the Onion Router. And it was used for covert operations, mostly. So it was originally meant to be used only by the government? Mostly, yeah, by the government for reconnaissance purposes, for any kind of covert operations, secret organizations, communications that they didn't want to be intercepted, was sort of a hidden part of the Internet. Um, that can only be found through Tor browsers, through the nature of it. Like a lot of those would actually have URLs that end in instead of .com or .gov, they would end in .onion. And okay. you, you can't reach those through conventional browsers. Mm -hmm. 
So it would just be this specific router or type of router that you would have to download, and then you'd be able to access that information. So you can't stumble across anything that's on the deep web or the dark net? No. Well, with the exception of logging into any of your, you know, logging into your email and Mm -hmm. whatnot, you get to the deep web. But the dark net itself, no, you wouldn't be able to find it without a Tor browser. That's the only way in. And the dark net is more dangerous than the deep web? Yes and no. I would say more or less it's about as dangerous as the internet in general. I mean, a lot of the people that you would see on like To Catch a Predator, they weren't on the dark net. So, okay. I mean, it's it's more or less what people put on there. I would say that it's much harder to get caught doing something dangerous on the dark net than would it be on the regular internet. But just like with the internet in general, it's just what people make it. Does the Darknet use IP addresses? Like, can you be found? It anonymizes uh, IP addresses with several layers of encryption. Uh, That's very difficult to de-anonymize. Okay. It's difficult for the government to do that. Now, the government can go in there and they can shut down those sites. I mean, they shut down Silk Road, but finding the people that are actually using the site and even finding the person that created it, um, they couldn't do. The the guy, uh, Ross Ulbrich, the guy that created... Um, the Silk Road. Um, they didn't. The Silk actually, Road. What? The Silk Road is uh, basically uh, Amazon or eBay for illegal uh, narcotics. Okay. Uh, people could go to the Silk Road and they could buy marijuana. They could buy anything they wanted, pretty much. You could buy guns, which that there wasn't nearly as many gun sales as it was just drugs in general. And people would buy them with Bitcoin, which are fairly anonymous, also pretty pretty anonymous. And I've heard I've heard of the Bitcoin before. Yeah, Silk Road. It. Uh, the guy that founded it, Ross Ulbrich, founded it because he wanted to create a an economic system or an economic area that the government couldn't control. Everything that was bought and sold on there, the government had zero control over. They had, uh, um, just like with Bitcoin in general, uh, Bitcoin is not controlled by any government or any bank. Um, it was born online, and right now it has a higher value than the dollar, much higher. Um, it's about uh, $400. U.S. to make one Bitcoin. Do the exchange you rate. purchase the Bitcoin? Yeah, you can purchase them online from people that already have them. But it was basically encryption that was mined on the internet, and people were able to do it. it. When you use Bitcoin, it actually goes through several servers out there. I mean, it's just people that have their regular servers that are out there that attach it to a network, and it just goes all over the place in order to legitimize that transaction. So... Is there more Bitcoin being produced? There are people that are trying to mine it, but they think that there's going to be a a finite amount of Bitcoin. They think that eventually it's going to uh, top out, that they're not going to be able to make any more. And when that happens, the value is going to go up for it. But people are mining it all the time. I mean, they it's basically like like uh, any government. You know, it's like you start off with your reserves and the money that you make goes up. You know, they start making more money. All in this case, it's digital code that they use to create a lot of Bitcoin. And people are mining it all the time and figuring out ways to do that. I don't really know a lot of the mechanics of it, but they do think that eventually there's going to be a point where they're not going to be able to make any more Bitcoin. Wow. What was the name of the guy that started that? Ross Ulbrich. Okay. Is he alive still? Yes. Yes. He's uh, currently serving life without parole. Gotcha. So he... He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, gover- the government actually couldn't find him. Uh-huh. Uh, they actually had to lure him to a cafe and then arrested him. I mean, they kind of let the cat out of the bag with uh, the dark net, with Tor browsers, um, and they're really having trouble finding a way to de-anonymize what they created. 
Um, the people that, that helped create it were the ones who sort of brought it out after the project was closed down, and they're having trouble fixing what they see as, as being a mistake. I mean, they would want to have total control of everything that goes on on the, the dark net. But uh, like I said, they can shut down websites, but right. they can't actually find people. But as soon as they do, another one would oh, yeah, open definitely. right up. Within a few months of Silk Road getting shut down, the Silk Road 2 popped up. And the interesting thing about Ross Ulbrich is that the uh, the um, username that he used was the Dread Pirate Roberts. Oh. And they believe that there was up to four to six people that were using that that wow. username while he was using it. And after he got arrested and, uh, what is it, Silk Road 2 came out, there was yet another Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> That's so, kind yeah. of... Funny, yeah. I mean, as because from from the movie itself, that name was actually handed down, right? Because he didn't have it; he wasn't the original Dread Pirate Roberts. So, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of poetic in a way. Yeah. You know? And for those of you who don't know, the Dread Pirate Roberts is from the Princess Bride, and that was the name handed down to Wesley from the pirates before him, and so on. All right. So, Bitcoin is not a tangible object. No, right? it's purely digital currency. Okay that uh, um, some people managed to, to figure out how to use it and how to recreate it and mine it. And it's a What currency. do you mean when you say mine it? Well, they go through and they look up digital code and they find ways of pulling it from various sources. Um, uh, it's, it's actually still a tad mysterious how, how people specifically mine it. I mean, you'd have to be, you know, a professional, a, a hacker, someone that actually knows how to go in there and do a lot of that stuff. You know, some people may may see it as being easy, like Bitcoin. That's that's easy. But for me, it's it's trouble wrapping my head around yeah. how they actually pulled that from the internet. So it's a like each Bitcoin has its own code. Yeah, would, it's would all have its a form own code. Of code. Yeah, and you so, have your digital currency and your uh, your digital bank. Okay. Your your Bitcoin bank. Um, so you would have all the codes saved. Well, yeah. Well, it's a lot of it's kind of like the same thing you have with your regular bank. I mean, every time you buy something online, you're just shifting around digital code. I mean, right. you're not using any kind of hard currency for that. So, I mean, I'm sure it's along the same principle. It's just the difference is that the data that's attached to your bank account is from a real world currency and a real world currency that can be tracked and is controlled by banks and the government. Bitcoin is not. It, it was born online. And it can't be counterfeited. Like you can't make a fake Bitcoin or anything no, like that. No, no, people would know. People that, that know how to mine Bitcoin that know in there. Like, there's several servers that it has to go through. There's several uh, points that anonymizes the transaction and authenticates it also. And if any one of those set up a red flag, the whole thing is canceled. So if you use your Bitcoin to purchase something like drugs or weapons or something, then you can sell them on the street to get cash value. Well, yeah, you could sell the items for for cash value. If is you do to. people do that, or is it they just could. passing around? Uh, I'm sure Bitcoin. you could probably buy it with if you wanted to break into drugs. If you wanted to become a drug dealer and you wanted a safer way of doing it, um, you could buy in bulk on uh, on Silk Road or or any other sites. I think there was another one um, uh, called Atlantis. I think. Okay. I forget the name, but. Uh, um, there are sites that are like that where um, you can you could buy in bulk if you wanted. You said you want ten kilos, or like okay, I want ten kilos, and they'll they'll send it to you. Um, it could get suspicious after a while, 
but yeah, you can go ahead and buy that and you can start selling it on the street if you want. But most people that would have Bitcoin are people that would only want to buy and sell stuff online. So if they were, if they found something that was, if they found 10 kilos that someone thought that they were selling at a too low a price, they'd buy that up real quick. And once they got it, they would sell it to someone else for Bitcoin online to make more money off of it. To make more Bitcoin. Yeah, to, well, not to make more Bitcoin. Well, to earn more Bitcoin. Um, they wouldn't be making it themselves, but someone else would give them their Bitcoin for it, just like buying stuff at the store. So know. they're just passing, I mean, whatever They're, they're shifting around data. That's, okay. that's really what it is. That when it's, at its basis form, Bitcoin is just data. Okay. It's just shifting it around. It's transferring it from one source to another. Um, it's, the, it's just that the government can't tell what you're buying. Okay. You know, and it's hard for them to tell specifically who has the Bitcoin and where it's going to and who's buying and selling with that Bitcoin. So then it'd be really easy to get ripped off too. Yes, it very well could be. But the thing about Silk Road is that it's it's a little bit more difficult because it's actually a community on there, a community that a lot of people really appreciate. And it's a lot like Amazon that the people that are selling stuff actually get ratings. They actually get reviews on there. How, how pure is the product? Um, how fast was delivery? Uh, was the the weight correct? Was the amount correct? Was it overpriced? Was it cut with something? Um, and before you buy it, you can read those reviews on there. So it's kind of like it keeps both the the. It's actually pro buyer. It's uh, if you have someone who has a really poor review on there, they're not going to sell anything. Um, and just like people that sell stuff on on Amazon, you have the seller reviews for people right. that are smaller sellers and whatnot. You know, there's a satisfaction rating on there. If you have someone who has a bad satisfaction rating, no one's going to buy anything from them. So it's in the seller's best interest to be as honest as possible. So then as a seller, the only reason you're selling things on there is to buy things that you need from there. Because if you can't like trade in your Bitcoin for a cash value or anything. I, I think there is a way to trade it in for a cash value if you're wanting to sell your Bitcoin for cash. But most uh, people don't. Most people probably wouldn't okay. uh, because the price the price of Bitcoin fluctuates a lot. I mean, like right now it's about $400, but uh, two or three months ago it was over $600. Oh, okay. So, kind of so, like stock? Kind of like stock, okay. yeah. The, the price of it, the exchange rate fluctuates a lot. I think at one point, one Bitcoin was up to about three to 6000 Wow. For one. So it's like you see a lot of, of stuff that's, that's for sale on there that's like 0.29 Bitcoin or 1.37 Bitcoin um, because they can't really put the right. figure any better than that, you know? Do you think that the price of Bitcoin would go up after, like, if the government shut down one of the sites? No, I think the price would probably stay the same because there's a lot more you can buy with Bitcoin than just what's on that website. Right. Bitcoin doesn't exist just to buy stuff from Silk Road or to buy illegal right. stuff. It's for anyone that's wanting to buy anything anonymously. But if the you government know, shuts it shuts down one site, do they take whatever Bitcoin was on that no, site? No, no, no. All they're doing is shutting down access to the okay. site. Okay. They're not they're not stopping people from doing what they're doing. They're stopping people from doing it on that site. Okay. So if I'd already sold something and I already had all my Bitcoin and they had theirs, they're just setting, shutting down the means of doing it. Like if you had a bazaar someplace where a bunch of people were going to sell stuff and whatnot, and before you even got there, the cops just shut the whole place down. You're just like, well, I'm going to have to find someplace else to sell this, you know, and there are right. plenty of other places to sell. Okay. So let's get a little more into 
what exactly people are doing on there. Like we've covered narcotics and there's some um, weapon exchanges. Yeah, they there may have been some some weapons that you can buy, although the weapon sales weren't nearly as much as the drugs. There was also some talk of people that were hiring hitmen on there, although a lot of them that hasn't been confirmed or legitimized. A lot of the hitman sales on there is just seen as being a scam um, because if they say, okay, well, you want this person dead, it's going to be, you know, five grand now, five grand after, but you have to pay five grand right now. You go, okay, here's five grand. And they're like, see ya. You know, right. they never show up because what, what are you going to do? You can't go to anyone to say, hey, this hitman just ripped <laughs> me off. So it's like a lot of that is just seen as being a scam. Yeah. Uh, but at least they, they, the idea that it was even available on there um, does seem kind of messed up that they would put that on there. But again, it was mostly just seen as being a scam. Okay. And there's, there's a lot more than just... There are other items that you can buy on there, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Anything, most of it was was probably illegal stuff or stuff that is seen as being contraband in whatever whatever country you're in. Um, uh, like, you know, it, it could be anything if you're wanting to buy gold, you know, or if you're wanting to buy anything that's sawn as being contraband, you know, like it, in whatever country you're in. Um, I don't know, some of it could have been like uh, some of those... Uh, what is it, strange stuff that people over in, in Japan or China feel is going to give them an erection or whatever, you know, something that, you know, shark's tent or, or what is it, uh, rhino horn, you know, there's there's different stuff that people, <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of that before, but that's actually no. a thing where, where wow. people, they'll actually uh, cut the horns off of rhinos and grind it up and they'll sell it over in, in Japan as a, an aphrodisiac. Um, it's, it's pretty messed up. It's, I mean, they've, they, that's been well documented also. They've actually had video of people that would actually cut off the horn and just leave the rhino there. It's really oh, messed wow. up. It's really sick. But yeah, anything that's seen as being contraband that you can't really buy on the regular internet, or you would just be too embarrassed to buy in, in real life. You know, it's like, I'm sure there, there are things that people would just rather buy anonymously, you know, like if you were a person who was into, you know, I don't know, blow up dolls or something like that, or, or Japanese body pillows, I don't know, it's it's whatever, you would be too embarrassed if someone found out that that you had bought it on Amazon or eBay or something like that, and you didn't want anyone to find it out, you could probably buy it on Silk Road or, or any other website like that. I mean, it wasn't mostly, it was mostly drugs, but there was other stuff that you could buy on there. Okay. And I, again, we have talked about this before, and I don't want to know the contents of the video, but you had told me um, about a horrible video that you found on there. Is no, there... I, I didn't actually find the video. Um, oh, right, I, right. I've never, I know that... Uh, you didn't watch it, but the, you had heard about it? Yeah, okay. this uh, um, goes back to what you were saying, how I'm a, an unofficial expert, and uh, but I don't really see myself as, as being like even that. I just think I'm someone who has researched stuff on the the deep web without actually going there well you're not using any notes to me that yeah. <laughs> that's pretty expert like well i've i've just like i look at it like watching that show lock up like i can learn a lot about prison culture without actually going there so it's okay. like that's what i can i i glean from the surface web what goes on and there's stuff that's been confirmed and stuff that hasn't um, but this, and you don't have a Tor browser. No, you I don't, don't know how to do code, anything no, like that. I don't know this how to do any of that stuff. No, this is stuff through that Google. You're research. able to find out through Google research, okay. YouTube videos, um, stuff that 
that people talk about articles um, and whatnot, what has been confirmed, what hasn't been confirmed. Um, I try to pull from as many sources as I can to to let you know if something is legitimate or not. Um, if it's if it hasn't been, you know, if it's not verified, I wouldn't bring it up unless to say that it wasn't verified. Right. But there has been reports. Uh, but yeah, there there are definitely. Um, I mean, you can't really talk about the the dark net or Tor browsers without bringing up child porn. Um, unfortunately, that is. Uh, um, some people claim that there's not nearly as much on the dark net as there is on the regular internet, but uh, um, from the reports that I've heard from various sources, um, that there may not be as many sites, but the communities are much larger um, on the the dark net. Um, they have uh, it's uh, well, it's untraceable then. Well, it's for it's, the most part, it's untraceable. But if you had downloaded a bunch of it and your computer was right. confiscated, they could find it. But at least getting on there, and, and the government can shut down those sites, but then they just set exactly. up another one. And a lot of that stuff is really hard to find because on the dark net, you can't search for anything. There's no way of searching for any information on on Tor browsers. You can't type anything into a, a URL unless you specifically have the URL address, which most of them are just a series of random characters that are on there. Um, it's like you can't like go in there and just type in drugs into some search engine on, in a Tor browser because it's not going to bring right. up any information. You can only find it through clicking through links or if someone sent you the link. You can go to a specific website, but you can't search for any content on there. If you find the hidden wiki, there's a bunch of links that are on there, but it's just clicking from link to link to link to try to find something. And a lot of the stuff are just dead links. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate that that there are truly horrendous things that that are on the dark net. Um, a lot of it hasn't been, like I said, a lot of it hasn't been verified, but there have been enough reports to sort of raise your eyebrow a little bit. Yeah. Because like I said, a lot of it is you you can't verify it. It's firsthand accounts. It's saying this is my experience on, on the, the dark net or on the deep web or whatever. I, I went in there and this happened to me. But there's no way to verify exactly. it. But it still could have happened. You just, you, you never know. Because from what we've talked about, I mean, obviously, you know, drugs, illegal stuff like that, that's not okay. But it doesn't seem that horrendous but when you get into the deeper oh yeah the the child porn is much more disturbing right. it's like the drugs it's like you, i mean the the war on drugs has been so prevalent out there and they've been fighting it so much it's kind of like ah eh, drugs or whatever but yeah. it's like when you're talking about child porn that's a whole different exactly. level of horrendous and that's like the the dark net isn't something like oh i just want to see what's on there let me go cuz you might stumble across something yes very horrible that you can't unsee yeah no and and a lot of it isn't necessarily evil some of it's just like eerie or creepy it's right. just you're looking at something you're seeing a video but you don't really know what it is it's not anyone getting killed it's not anyone getting hurt it's just like what what am i watching here what am i looking at you know I don't know. It's like these people are wearing these uh, plush costumes while this guy eats pudding out of a bowl. That actually li literally was a video that was on there that showed these in this this sort of strange sort of plushy type uh, costumes that were sort of walking to this guy as he was eating this bowl of what looked like pudding. It's like his face was blurred. And the guys were going up there and they were rubbing his back and they were trying to, and he was crying and they were trying to comfort him and whatnot. A lot of people try to figure this out, but yeah, a lot of that stuff, it's just, it's, I, I don't exactly know what I'm watching here. It's not necessarily evil. 
it's not even dangerous. It's just yeah. weird. You yeah. Know? And it's like, I don't, there's some stuff you just can't unsee. Um, and if that's the creepiest thing that I see in my whole life, I think I'll, I'll, I'll live with that. So, <laughs> Probably. I mean, like, so like reports of people saying what they've seen, like you mentioned, murder or something, are there reports? There are definitely reports that? of that. I mean, there are definitely, um, I think they call them red sites. Um, there have been several reports of people that have gone to um, websites where they're actually able to watch a show of someone either being murdered or uh, cannibalized. But again, that's not stuff that can be verified. It, it can't be verified, uh, any of that stuff. It's like you can say, like, you know, I, I saw this happen, but there's no way to corroborate it. Yeah. Because it, you're probably one of the only people that had a problem with it because most people that would go to those sites are that going there for that reason, going there for that reason. And they're not going to tell anyone. And since you're on the dark net, you're on a Tor browser. No one's going to be able to see any of your search history because there is none. Um, but and, there are people that want to watch those videos. And if you're oh, yeah. going to find anything like that, those would be the places to find it. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sites like that. Um, I think they might, I think they, there might've been one, possibly one that was verified. I think it had something to do with, uh, um, with uh, someone who had been abducted by ISIS. Um, the D I can't remember the details, but don't, don't take my word for that. I hadn't I researched that one, but that was just one account that from at least, I think two sources that said that that one had happened, but I couldn't find a third. So I try to find at least three sources before I say that anything is, is legitimate. So, and, and reputable sources. I mean, right. there's a lot of websites out there that, that tried to regurgitate the same information, but it's, you know. Uncle Fester's, you know, yeah. daily news. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't really take your word yeah. for that, that. That's something I've come across a lot from researching conspiracies. It is it is so hard to find a reputable source talking about that kind of stuff. So, And that's that's actually, uh, uh, the dark net is, is the perfect place for conspiracy and urban legend because just like with a lot of the stuff that you look up, there's no way to confirm any of it. I yeah. mean, there's firsthand accounts, but I mean, there are people that claim they've seen aliens, but no one can corroborate it. Yeah. You know, there's really no one else. It's like there's always some guy that, you know, may have had a few beers that was out fishing and saw an <laughs> alien attack up there or some guy that was at a computer and stumbled upon this site where someone was getting murdered. And he said, I just saw someone get killed on there. But it's there's there's no way to corroborate it. Right. I mean, even if the police were looking at that, they wouldn't be able to actually trace where that was happening. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what's scary about it. But um, like I said, a lot of that hasn't been confirmed, but there have been enough reports that kind of make you raise your eyebrow and make you wonder. Yeah. So the deep web then is personal information. Yes. Okay. And then the dark net is for illegal things. Let me stress that the dark net isn't only for isn't only for dark things. There's a lot of good things that, that are legitimate, positive uses. There are people that are dissidents over in North Korea that are able to uh, communicate with people in America without oh. fear of, of you know them looking at what they're doing. There's a lot of reporters that are in Africa or in Iraq that use that stuff because they don't really? want their stuff intercepted. There are positive uses for Tor browsers and which for the probably, government. Which is probably, which is what... Yeah. Which was its original intent. Which was definitely its okay. original intent. You know, people that, that just want to communicate anonymously. It doesn't have to be, you know, terrible or an evil reason right. to communicate. They just like their privacy. Yeah. And, you know, and that's that's something that, uh, that you really can't take down, you know, the, the dark net because a lot of people say it'd be tantamount to removing free speech. 
Um, it's kind of like the internet yeah. in general. I mean, you can try to take down a lot of, of information, but the only way to stop a lot of the terrible things from happening on the internet is to remove the internet right. completely. And right. Even if you were to remove the internet, people are still going to, still have, to still have stuff. You know, there's still going to be people that are selling drugs, still people that are trying to sell, you know, really, you know, messed up tapes of yeah. stuff happening to kids and whatnot, you know, and it's, it's very unfortunate um, that that's the way it is. But I mean, it's, the internet and the dark net is just a manifestation of our, our, our darkest nature in some, in some respects. So, but you can't search for anything on the deep web. Well, the deep web, like I said, it's just anything that's been encrypted, anything okay. that's behind a, a paywall. But no, when you're using a Tor browser, you can't search for anything. You can type in a specific address um, if you know what the, the link is or you know what the address is. Uh, but you can't search for anything. You can't get into a Tor browser and, and bring up, you know, here, where are guns for sale or where's, where's drugs and whatnot. It's just a series of links. Um, it's kind of like if um, you went to a travel site and you wanted to uh, travel from, you know, where, from point A to point B. It would be like, okay, you need to find a way to figure out how to buy tickets for here, but you can't type anything in anywhere. You can't search for, for any flights. You have to click on a series of links to be able to get there. Gotcha. So it's like all that information that they have, that like they had the hidden wiki that's out there. They call it the hidden wiki because a lot of stuff is on there that you can actually go and click on a bunch of links for, for various stuff that will take you to other sites that have other links. And that's on – the dark net or yeah the dark net okay. or on tor browser specifically okay. but uh um I, I you'd have to have a lot of patience to be able to go there because you can't i mean usually when people get on the internet they want to search for something and find what they specifically want to search for they don't want to click right. on a on a bunch of links like this Hoping is the 40th this is the 40th link that i've <laughs> i've just clicked on and i still haven't found it and a lot of them are broken links a yeah. lot of them are just websites that don't exist anymore it is like oh broken link click okay back that broken link, you know, it's just going through and trying to figure out how to find something on there. And I guess if you were to find something, you could copy and paste the URL. I'm not even sure if you could, if I mean, you may be able to use bookmarks on a Tor browser. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm sure copy and pasting the address and putting it in a Word document would be just as simple. Uh huh. Well, I, I would actually like to, to say something real quick to let people know that um, if your interest is peaked in the dark net, and Tor browsers and whatnot, I would really, I would really take a hard look at whether or not you feel that you can handle seeing some of the stuff that's on there. If you have the patience for it, if you have the resolve to endure some of the stuff that you might see on there, then I guess you could give it a try. But I, I highly recommend that you you don't go anywhere you know, near the, the dark net. Um, I mean, I know a lot of that, that might seem enticing to some people, but you know, as the, the old saying goes, if you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back, you know, it's like, there's some things that you can't unsee. And the best way to unsee it is to not see it in the first place. So I really, really recommend that people don't go on, on the, uh, the dark net. Um, and you had told me you had heard of somebody who, whose interest was peaked yes. and went, there, there have. There, I'm not going to say the name of the video um, because I don't want people to search it. Um, don't say the contents. Of I'm it not. Either. I'm not going to say <laughs> the contents of it either. But it has. It has been verified by reliable sources um, that it exists, and it was investigated 
by a, a government. I'm not going to say which one, but it was investigated by a government. Um, and I think they did end up finding the people responsible for it. But uh, um, there are videos of people online that aren't actually watching it, but they have sort of an afterward reaction. I don't know that this guy actually saw it, but he was talking about his friend who actually was stupid enough to try to find this video. Um, and he found the video and it ruined his life. Um, he ended up in an insane asylum. Um, it was, uh, it was that terrible. It was that horrific, um, of a video that it sent him into that, you know, and, um, it's bad enough that I know the contents of the video. I haven't even seen it and uh, nor do I want to see it. Um, and it's kind of one of those things that I kind of wish that I didn't know, but, you know, I made the mistake of, of, you know, searching for what people have seen or what, what is going on on the, the dark net. And, uh, um, that's what I got. So it's like, uh, my, my research on, on such things has, has long since ended, but this is just what I found out. You know, I mean, that was like probably four months ago that I had stopped researching a lot of this stuff, but it's after like a, you found that you stopped looking into it after you found the description, after I found the description and saw the reports that had actually been verified that, cause I just figured it was a hoax. I yeah. figured it was just someone just trying to create something like, Oh, you know, like urban legend, the stuff of creepy pasta or whatever. But, uh, uh, once I found out that it was verified, um, I really didn't seek out information about the dark net after that. Um, because I, I don't want to imagine that there could be anything more terrible that exists on the internet. And um, I have no idea of the contents no, of this. No, and I, and wouldn't, I is, wouldn't tell you the contents. I don't, I don't want to know, but it is tempting when you hear something like that to go and to want to know what it is, yes. but it's just... It is, it is tempting to want to know that. Knowing that, I, I, you I, can't, un, even hearing what it is, you can't forget yes. it. It's always going to be in your head. You're, you're probably, it's, you'd probably have to search for a long time in order to find it. But, but if you get on the I'm just, dark I'm just, net, you have the possibility of accidentally stumbling across it. Yeah, there are some people that claim that that it has been removed from the dark net. Um, but there's at any point someone could put it back on there because I'm sure there's plenty of sickos that downloaded that and can re-upload it whenever they want to. Um, it's uh, um, yeah, it's. There's just some things you don't want to see, and just please, I please, please, please heed my warning. Just do not seek out such things because it it will be traumatic. Even hearing even hearing about what it is could be traumatic. So I'm not going to go into that, but yeah, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, just kind of okay. So it's not just a porn site. Though. No, no. It's... The dark net isn't just about pornography. There's there's much more pornography on the surface web than there is on the dark net. It's just there's probably stuff that's a little bit more extreme. Um, and, and not all of it is like evil. It's like, of course, unfortunately, there's a fair amount of, of child porn that's on there. But I mean, there's probably other stuff that, that people are into that is just uh, a little too kinky for the regular internet. You know, it could be torture porn it could be something to do with clowns i i don't know it's just it, it's various stuff that that may not be readily a, uh, available or easy to find on on the regular internet you know it's some people just want to push the envelope with uh 
uh, with their uh, uh, sexual preferences, their uh, uh, sexual fantasies. Uh, I, I think that on a lot of bondage sites or whatnot out there, I, I don't know, I don't really go to any of that stuff, but it's like, uh, um, I think they would probably hold back a lot more on the surface web. Um, on the dark net, I'm sure they probably wouldn't hold back nearly as much. Um, I don't think it would go as far as, as mutilation on most of it, but it would probably just be, you know, like... But there's probably I, some reports. I don't know. It's Not probably... Verified. If anyone's watched Game of Thrones, if they have a character on there named Ramsey, it's probably whatever he was into. Uh, but he's a guy that's like that. That's... Uh, um, that's um, if there was a, a modern-day version of a guy like Ramsey from Game of Thrones, he would be all over the dark net. Probably um, if you listen to our podcast on Rasputin, I would probably assume are you familiar with him at all uh i've heard a little bit about rasputin i don't know i don't know nearly as much as you do major 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 creep (laughs) i would if you listen to that one from what you're saying to me i would assume yeah he would be a big supporter of the dark net just again it's just playing with fire you know you don't there are just some places you shouldn't go you know everyone knows the parts of the town that they live in that probably would be a good idea not to go. They say, you know what, that part of town over there, there's a lot of crime over in that area. It's a pretty dangerous area. You probably shouldn't go over there. And and most people listen to that. They're like, well, I don't want to get robbed. I don't want to get shot, so I don't go over there. You should really look at, at the, the dark net as the same thing, but think of your psyche as what's going to be attacked. Um, have, have a little respect for your mental health and avoid places that uh, – that, that might be somewhat dangerous. If you feel you're mentally capable to handle it, I guess you could give it a try. But again, I don't, I don't recommend it. Don't, don't go to that part of town. You know, you don't, yeah. don't go to that part of the internet. There's really not a whole lot of good that can come out of it. It's not, I mean, it'd just be curiosity. And there's, that's not. There's so many better places to go to on the surface internet. <laughs> I mean, so many better places, you know, for just about everything you're wanting to look for, with the exception of buying drugs. Um, it right. probably wouldn't be a good idea to buy drugs on the regular website, but I will say that it does make. I, I know that this is kind of this is kind of seems counterintuitive because you don't really want this. You think of buying drugs as being evil, as being bad, um, but it does make the buyer a lot safer when buying from yeah. places like Silk Road because you don't have to go to some alley and whatnot where you you might possibly get shot or arrested. You know, right. and and the vast majority of the drugs that are sold on Silk Road is marijuana. I mean, and most of it, it's just looking for potency and whatnot. And it's like, despite what people think, I mean, I honestly think that, that a lot of people make a bigger deal out of marijuana than than, than they really should. Um, it's uh, I, I don't think it's, it's, it's quite as bad as people make it out to, to be. You know? I, yeah, I think there are a lot worse things that are legal. Yeah, so. they, they've had police chiefs that have actually said that alcohol is a much bigger problem than, than marijuana. Oh, I mean, yeah. you don't really fear, hear about someone that, that gets, you know, that smokes a bunch of weed and goes and, and holds up liquor stores. and Well, yeah, most likely not, but it's <laughs> like they don't go driving around for the most part. They just want to stay home and eat a bag of chips, you know. Yeah. Why, do you, if any, do you think that? people should know like what reasons if any do you think that people should know about the dark net why do you think people should just know about it do you think people should know about it not the information that's on it i honestly think for most people they really don't need to to know about the dark net i think most people would be fine just surfing the regular internet but it is one of those curiosities um and it's like as as i've stated curiosity can be a bad thing at times 
Um, but I, I just heard about it and it has, it does have a kind of allure. It's like you hear dark net, you know, and you're just like, oh, you know, dark, mysterious, you know, you don't really realize all the stuff that's, that's down there, right. like, like some dungeon or crypt or something like that. And it's like some people can go there just out of curiosity. It does have some allure, but I honestly think the general masses really wouldn't benefit from going there or necessarily even knowing anything about it. But if you have heard about it, if you've heard anybody mention it and you're curious, maybe you saw the uh, podcast title, if anything, just let it be a warning not to go. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's like there's just about anything you could do on the dark net, you could probably do on the regular internet. There's so much more information. Um, there's uh, uh, so many better places, um, safer places to go and, and visit on the internet. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has to be sunshine and rainbows when it comes to being on the internet, but I mean, there are dangerous, dark, disturbing places on the surface net just as there are on the deep web. Um, it's just that stuff that's disturbing on the surface web may happen to not be illegal. Um, that would be the fine distinction there that, you know, there's a lot of really, really weird, disturbing, messed up stuff that they even have on YouTube. There are disturbing videos on YouTube that yeah. aren't illegal. It's just you watch that. You're just like, what What am I watching here? I don't know what I'm looking at. Is is this person going to jump out and attack me? What's going on here? I mean, there are plenty of videos like that where you just look at it. You just, it's not illegal. No one's being hurt. But it's still creepy, and I wish right. I hadn't seen that. So it's like if you're wanting to get creeped out by something, there's plenty of stuff that's on the regular internet that'll creep you out, you know? You, you want to damage your psyche? Go to 4chan. I mean, 4chan will mess up your psyche just as much as anything else. So please heed Tim's warning. Um, it may seem interesting, but don't go to it. It's just, I think it's good to know as conspiracy theorists that there is more out there. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Green Shoe Studio.